who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested, and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android, or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is John- Jonathan Dornbush, Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, episode 670 of IGN's weekly PlayStation show. I'm just going to run right through the mispronunciation of my own name because I have a lot of important stuff to get to. Uh, chief among it all is, uh, as I often do on the show, as you all well know, I like to bring a little bit of poetry to the world of PlayStation. And so I've written yet another poem. I have tried a bit more free verse this time. So please forgive me. I haven't written poetry since high school. But here we go. A poem by Jonathan Dormush. What is that sound? And where does it come from? The fries? No. The burger? No. But from the bag it arises. Chimes at once new and familiar. The hum dings and thrums of a new era. A whopper of an age we have yet to see. Rising, 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 and it's gone. Why hath the king forsaken me? Who will show us the PS5 UI if not he? Thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm joined this week, of course, by Lucy O'Brien. Oh, my God. That took me right back to my first year of theater school. That was like... (laughs) That's what I like to bring. Oh, my God. That was like me being sat in front of a stage with someone doing spoken word Mm -hmm. and me like just having... There's no escape. You just stop. It was amazing. Incredible stuff. Happy, happy to do it. Uh, we're also joined this week by Tom Marks. Thank you for Hello. joining us, Tom. Uh, I'm going to bring up an email a little later in the show, but I've gotten some inquiries about your middle name that I want to uh, bring up as we go oh, through man. the episode. They've just been uh, piling up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's been a while, so we've got to address it all. Uh, we're also joined this week by a very special guest, Mario Rivera from Dual Shockers. Thank you, Mario, for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me. This is a, another dream come true. This week has been the week of dreams. I cannot. I'm that excited. <laughs> 
Uh, of course, uh, for those who are watching the week this goes live, you're on Kind of Funny earlier this week as well. Uh, but for those who may not know you, do you want to give just a little bit of background on your uh, PlayStation knowledge, history, uh, your work in the games industry, just for people who uh, may just be meeting you for the first time? Yeah, I mean, I, I go back as far as the PlayStation 1. Um, being not the kid holding the controller, having my uncle play it because I was too frightened to play Resident Evil 2 uh, when that first liquor uh, sequence happens terrified me i could have swore i was the one that uh, turned the coin liquor but apparently that's something that's just been all around uh forever <laughs> uh of course then leading into ps2 for the grand theft auto era um however for some reason i had one of those busted ps2s don't know what happened bad <laughs> bad luck in my end um took a dip on the ps3 era only because i was a little incensed about the ps2 but then I actually came back and a friend of mine actually gave me their PS3, a brand new one, actually, uh, of the Last of Us edition. And of course, I fell in love all over again, full bore on the PS4, super excited for the PS5. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Mario Vera. I work at DualShockers as their video managing editor on their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash DualShockers, where we do reviews, we do editing uh, in terms of editorials. Um, very uh, agenda specific stuff <laughs> uh, that you also as well uh, can enjoy uh, from some kids in all over uh, Chicago and New York. Like we're all over the place. We have people in Australia and London. So it's pretty awesome. That's how you yeah. describe it. Uh, you all do awesome work and I'm very glad to have <laughs> you uh, on the show this week. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Of course. Uh, I, I do want to briefly before we get into because there is quite a lot of PlayStation uh, discussion to be had, especially. Thank because God. Of yeah, as as Sony likes to, they announced everything <laughs> after we recorded last week. I, I do want to address just briefly last week's episode for those who maybe uh, don't follow me on Twitter or don't frequent the comments of our show. Um, we had an awesome episode last week. Uh, Lucy was on it, as well as Janet from our staff. And we had a guest, uh, Zombie Kills, who was awesome. And we were super happy to have her. And we hope to have her back again. Uh, open invitation to her to come back whenever she would like to. Um, unfortunately, there were some just pretty unacceptable comments when it comes to uh, especially on the YouTube side of things. And uh, I, I just want to make it very clear for everyone who's listening and watching. Um, this is, you know, of course, first and foremost, a PlayStation show, but we are going to talk about the gaming industry and the industry at large and the people at, at large around it and all of the aspects of life that affect people and gaming and the intersection of that, because it isn't such a simple thing as just the games we play, really. And so I just want to make it clear for anyone. Sorry, my dog is trying to escape my grasp. <laughs> oh. uh, I, I, I do just want to make it clear for anyone who is watching. Like, we are a, a place that I want Beyond to be a safe, welcoming place to people of any background. Um, and there is no place whatsoever for racism, bigotry, um, hate speech of any kind within our community. And if we see that, it's gone. We're getting rid of that. It, does, it We won't allow for it. So don't think that that is okay to bring into the conversation. There are valid ways to address criticism of the discussions we have, uh, these off-the-cuff hour-long discussions that we have each week. There are valid ways to criticize, you know, points or to have the conversation keep going. We do want to have the show be a conversation, but anything that is in any way bigoted is has no place here, and we will not have it as part of Beyond, and I won't have it. It's not what I want Beyond to represent or stand for in any way, and I know that that means we're going to have to do a lot of work to make that happen. But I just want that to be very clear to everyone listening and watching that that is what the show should be. And I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that happens. Um, but we want this place to be safe, welcome, opening. Um, there's a lot to celebrate in the world of PlayStation. There's a lot to talk about and criticize. And we can all do that in a uh, relatively safe and respectable way. 
Uh, so I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that before moving on because, uh, you know, we've got a lot to talk about, not just this show and in the weeks to come. But uh, thank you all for understanding that. And as we go in the future weeks, uh, I hope you all can uh, abide by those rules because we want this place to be great for everyone involved in the Beyond PlayStation community. Anyway. And Dawn, well just quickly, yes. absolutely well said. And, and, and on top of that, it was your recent uh, Beyond anniversary. Yes. How yeah. long have you been hosting the show? Uh, two years. Um, October 2018, I guess it was when I took over hosting. Um, well, and- massive, massive congratulations. We love you so much. And we are Thank so you. stoked you are helming this ship. Like, Thank you so much. Just, and, and, the, and, you know, just that, just exactly what you said just then is just, that's why you're the boss guy and we love it. <laughs> I should get boss guy on uh, my business card. It's a good term. You should. Uh, but no. Thank you, Lucy. I appreciate it. Um, and it's it's sort of funny that that original episode when I started hosting, it was myself, Max and Brian. Of course, they could not be here to celebrate the second anniversary. They're both extremely busy and dealing with um, Wi-Fi outages. So, you know, life comes at us quick, but we'll be able to handle it and have them back on the show soon. Uh, but of course, without further ado, ton of PlayStation news to talk about. Uh, of course, I have to question... Uh, and I want to throw this out to all of you. Uh, what do you think Sony will reveal this week after we record? Just very briefly before we get into the actual news. What what hypothetical news do you think will happen? Uh, Lucy, I kind of want to start with you. Well, I mean, I think the obvious thing at this point is it's there's just going to be a massive delay. Like that is Sony is just going to come out and say, hey, listen, we're really sorry. Um, production problems. Uh, the PlayStation 5 is now hitting shelves uh, February. And this whole episode will be made redundant. That is my prediction. Perfect. Uh, Mario, what about you? Uh, Well, actually, it would have been possibly a video or something describing this PlayStation UI that I've been thieving the sea for so long. I felt like we got it so early on with the PlayStation 4. The fact that we still haven't really seen it. We've seen a little tease of it, obviously, um, with the the original sound. And then, obviously, a little king decided to uh, reveal that sound earlier this week. So... He also has a date for something, so we'll see that. But sadly, it's not today. It's the 15th, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. And Tom, uh, any guesses? Uh, I'm going to go the opposite direction as Lucy. I think that Sony will announce this Friday that uh, they've snuck into all of our houses and there's a PlayStation 5 hidden somewhere already around us, and you have to go find it. I love it. I mean... There are worst break-ins that could happen on us. There are. Then, if Santa then, Claus gets away with it, then why not Sony? Yeah, why not Jim Ryan just walking yeah. into your home? Here's a PlayStation Five, but also here's an hour of market speak before he hands it to you. He's, <laughs> he's got to play. He's got to play the CEO role. Otherwise, what is he doing? Um, but no, of course, there is a lot to talk about. And the first thing I did want to address was sort of one of the bigger announcements that came last week, um, because you know we've talked about it a lot on the show. I think even on last week's show, we were talking about. Will we be able to transfer PS4 saves to the PS5? What's going on with all of this? How is that all going to work? Why won't Sony tell us? And then they told us. Um, So we got a big PlayStation uh, blog post sort of breaking down how PS4 games are going to transfer to your PS5. Uh, The long and short of it, if you haven't seen this already, I don't want to spend too long on the details because it's been out for a while. But essentially, your PS4 games will transfer over to your PS5. Um, Your PS4 games library should come with you. They said even it's something you should see when you just start up the PS5 and go to the the games hub, which we'll get to in a second. Um, They listed the games that won't be backward compatible, and it is a very small list of, uh, I want to say, about like 10 or so games. And I think 
frankly, we're not missing any of the heavy hitters of the generation. So we're probably pretty <laughs> safe there. Uh, I think it's no, like if we, if, we, if, we, if you know, we say like God of War is like triple A, I would call this list sort of like double X, you know, <laughs> like very, very low down on the tier. I will say I'm I'm a little bummed Hitman Go isn't carrying over, if only because the Go series is really underrated. But that aside, I think for the most part, the PlayStation classics you remember from the PS4 generation or games you were hoping to jump into on the PS5 will probably be there. Um, in addition to that, they also did detail lightly something we've heard about before, but essentially boost mode is going to be something some PlayStation 4 games will be able to take advantage of on the PS5. Um, it's going to be... Games will be able to run at higher frame rates um, or higher resolution when they sort of had um, similar options when it came to the PS4 Pro, because that, of course, had a lot of games where you could choose sort of like resolution or uh, performance modes and things like that. It seems like Boost will sort of unlock the caps those modes would put on your game. Um, We don't really know what that list of Boost Mode games is, unfortunately. We've seen a couple devs mention it like uh sucker punch confirmed ghost to tsushima will be available uh in boost mode and sort of take advantage of that to be 60 fps uh on ps5 which is awesome but this feels like something that we're going to have to kind of see or test ourselves on a case-by-case basis um and so i sort of wanted to start the conversation with how did all of this news strike you in terms of if for me it felt like thank god we're getting answers like we're so close i'm glad we're getting answers it still feels like there's a couple asterisks or caveats to to this information though and mario i kind of wanted to start with you uh, i mean yeah the fact that i'm going to be able to carry over my avenger save from my ps4 to my eventual ps5 because i was kind of scared from that i i, I was in the uh, assumption that that save actually is on your console. It's not in a cloud server, sort of like if you play Destiny, if you played anything like that, it's actually on your console. And that scared me. Uh, someone is really enjoying that game and that game's life when it progresses even to make it better. Um, so for it to be available, probably going to be on my PS4, PS5, that's that's great. Now, I, I'm not too clear on if it, how it will expand if there's a PS5 upgrade of the game. Um, I'm, I, I think I, there's something about that. I'm not sure, but... I hope for that. Otherwise, I'll just still play a PS4. I don't care. As long as I'm playing on the console, that has my thing, you know? Um, on top of that, the boost mode, though, of course, I've heard a lot of people excited for Bloodborne being 60 frames per second. So good for them, for the people that are insane. Enjoy that game. <laughs> yeah, Blood- Bloodborne's <laughs> the one big question, of course. It's the one big one where it never got a PS4 Pro patch. Obviously, there's a lot of love for that game on this show. Yeah. And hopefully it can take advantage of the boost mode because otherwise they should, they probably will get a lot of money out of at least this show in particular, <laughs> if they release a PS five remaster, uh, Tom, I wanted to ask you sort of about the transitional thing, because obviously, um, you know, as someone who I think you're pr- obviously you have a, a knowledge of PlayStation and everything, but you obviously play a lot on PC. You, you dabble in all platforms. Like it's a, you're no stranger to all of that stuff. And is there anything about the PS4 to PS5 approach that like worries you or that you're particularly pleased about, like from all this info that we got? Uh, fr- frankly, I think you kind of touched on it already, but like, I'm just glad that they said all this and didn't say all this spread out across, you know, a presentation and a post and a developer revealing part of it. Like, I'm glad that they basically seemingly and whether they did or not, we don't know, but like seemingly heard people's criticism and went, you know what? these are a bunch of questions out there. Let's just answer them. And then they put them out. Like uh, to me, like you said, the, we're going to have to figure out the fine print of like, well, what games are boosted? How much are they boosted? Uh, you know, what saves do this and that, like all that fine print. I'm fi- sort of fine with 
figuring out on a case by case basis because we have sort of the the baseline now where we have the the ability to say okay this is kind of what we can expect now we just sort of have to see what does and doesn't sort of improve by that i don't think it's surprising super surprising that like all these games uh are like potentially going to have boosts of, to varying degrees especially because a lot of these games i think are already thinking about that both with you know either they already had to think about that with pc game settings of like rtx cards making them think about that and then or they had to think about that with the the series x series s anyway so it's cool to hear that some of these things are just going to sort of get a little upgrade um and even if it is just you know it runs at 60 instead of 30 now that is that like that difference should not be underestimated for a lot of people like that will really especially in a game like like bloodboard or an action game that requires (laughs) sort of like that quick timing that frame difference really, really does make a difference. And so it's it's exciting. It's encouraging. This is the first time in a while that I've seen them talk about stuff when I've just been like, cool, you know, like this is all just like, I'm just happy about most of this. <laughs> yeah, it, it, all in all, it feels like a lot of stuff that will mean good things for the future and for people who are investing in the PS5 at launch, like, hey, like your PS4 library and you don't have to suddenly abandon it or keep both right. fire tv especially because the ps5 is going to be a lot to try to figure out where to put it so well and um, and it's well-timed kind of good news after the the spider-man remaster news that like save files wouldn't transfer over and sort of like the the easy quick thing to do in that scenario was like go into doomsday mode of like wait our saves aren't transferring over and like that's what i sort of felt and like it it sounds like this is going to be more of like it was that that was a case because of the remaster and it isn't like indicative of everything. Right. So this was very, this was a really good way to sort of encourage people and calm down some of the, like the, the worrying that you do getting into your own head when you don't actually know all the info. Totally. Cause that was one Which of those things. No. Yeah. I, I mean, it's easy to, when, you know, we're only getting the news about the remaster and not really anyone else right. being able to say anything. And excuse me insomniac can't speak for all of sony at that point so they have to wait for the official messaging can only say so much so it it it's nice that they were able to quickly quell all of that sort of like worry um lucy in the last couple of weeks we've talked about you know like the questions that we've had but nothing's really going to be a deal breaker whether we learn it or not like it's going to be hard for them to make me think oh i may cancel my pre-order at this point like (laughs) we're we're pretty much settled on getting a ps5 um are, are you planning to pretty much just like play a lot of stuff from the ps4 like do you have a bit of a backlog you think you're going to be going to or are you kind of just looking ahead at like i'm just going to jump into the ps5 games and focus on that like where do you stand well i was just saying before uh we started recording i just got a new tv i just upgraded to the latest um lg oled uh the cx model and it is you know i've gone from max's like gorgeous generous like offer that you know i'm not i'm not slamming his tv um it was a 2011 (laughs) model you know it was like very 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 old um and it was starting to get to the point where like games were i did that was sort of borderline unplayable like i tried to play ghost of tsushima on that thing and it was just like Mm -hmm. this is an insult to every single person who made this game (laughs) this is not how it's meant to be played it's like watching you know a freaking christopher nolan movie on an airplane screen right so I just upgraded and yeah, I will be wanting to play around with my old library. I mean, of course, we've got a, a month until the PS5 comes out, but 
I'm still going to want to be like playing around with the back catalog and um, pushing that the TV to its limits, pushing pushing um, the PS5 boost mode to its limits, uh, whatever that looks like. I still think you know there are some questions unanswered about backwards compatibility in terms of like you know they were very they were quite explicit. Sony was quite explicit that like not all games are going to you know run. Uh, better some games are going to have like some older games may have weird uh, quirks because of the hardware and 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 the software might be very old um and again they didn't say what games would be benefiting from this said boost mode so i think really like it's going to be a lot of fun putting these games to the test and because you know the the, the launch lineup is awesome i'll be playing miles morales and and, and demon souls day one but uh, there are still a lot of other games that I'm going to want to play around with. So I will definitely be going, uh, be going back into the PS4 uh, catalog and seeing how far I can push it. Now that I will, ha- like now that I am actually next gen <laughs> instead of like, what, like three generations ago. Now that you have the TV to back it up. Now that I have the TV, it makes such a difference. Yeah. I'm a changed woman. <laughs> I, I, the same thing happened to me earlier this year when I bought a, finally a 4K television moving to what I thought was my next-gen television we'll get to in a second but i then bought a pro immediately after that and all i did was download every old game just so i could re-experience it again and go right. through the performance modes like looking at like horizon zero dawn is incredible um it's a sight to behold just to see all the leads and stuff like that and then obviously getting to experience ghost of tsushima that my first experience beautiful once you get into the field in that title card absolutely gorgeous last of us obviously um I'm excited for that. Did you say leaves? I'm sorry to interrupt, but did you say like getting (laughs) to experience the leaves? Because because that that to me is something that I immediately noticed when I like with my upgrade and I put in Ghost of Tsushima and I was like, God, the leaves, it it looks like an actual like life form as opposed to a sort of blurry green mass. Yes, Uh, I think that is like one of those things, one of those like, Oh, this is next gen. It's, it's all in the leaves. <laughs> I was like, oh my, yeah. Just like when you're following the foxes and then the air and then the trees and the little petals, like all of that really was like, this definitely is what is expanding my, my, my experience. And I, I can't, I can't imagine obviously that I'm not going to be enthralled when I get the PS5 with the boost mode of playing another version, another set of these games, right. In terms of like, if it is a bloodborne with 60 frames per second, I want to personally play until dawn and see what that does, even though it's not, shouldn't change much, but still, I just want to play it again just because I love until dawn. Uh, that, that to me is what's excite me. But of course, as I said in the post show, I bought a TV that doesn't have some compatibility, uh, eh, can never say it, compatibility issues. And, uh, that's going to hinder my, my life, but that's fine. It's still going to be awesome. It's still gonna be great. I'm, I'm I cannot still wait. And and just to not to keep banging this drum, but to your point, like even the even the games that don't have boost mode, like I'm excited to try like Monster Hunter World backwards compatible. And even <laughs> if it doesn't have boost mode, I can bet the minute long loading screens to go into every level are going to be, you know, much, much better and much more manageable. And that's the type of thing where the game doesn't like there are certain parts of a hardware upgrade. Wow. There's like a race car outside my house. There's certain parts <laughs> of a hardware. Down upgrade, yeah. Basically that like, don't need, uh, like you don't need the developer to do any work to just make them better. Like more Ram, more, a faster SSD, right? Those things are going to benefit the gateway a game plays, even if the developer does absolutely nothing to change the game itself. And so the fact that we've got this list of like 
essentially every game is backwards compatible is so exciting even if we don't have like that's why it's exciting to me even though we don't have the full like boost mode details yet yeah no you're absolutely right i um i'm going to spend so much less time on twitter (laughs) which is probably a very good thing because i will not be (laughs) waiting for load times to to happen yeah um and so yeah you say that that. you say that if if goes to sushi is any like the load times on that are phenomenal so just imagine it on ps5 but that was one of those things where i'd I'd open my phone and click the twitter tab and be like oh guess i don't have time never i think there was a tweet and i don't know if it was um i don't know who who said it but basically it was like if you thought the load times were great on ps4 would you see them on ps5 and i was like oh boy i'm so excited um because that game is lightning quick for what it does and how it looks like it's Mm -hmm. it's insane if they could apply that to avengers i'd be so happy because that game takes forever to load into yeah Um, that one's got some rough load times yeah and then i know that and people have said this in the comments of other videos i've been in so far i know that when it comes to online games it's going to not be beneficial if there's like quick resume stuff but anyways uh, just saying still excited regardless quick resume can we can we or whatever or quick, whatever that is can we play multiple games like on xbox i want to know already yeah i don't know if they've confirmed that as i said i'm afraid to do that on my pc i can't believe the tv box that i have is going to be able to do that possibly yeah. so <laughs> yeah it, it'll be really interesting to see right now like people have been able to show off the xbox's version of quick resume and it's like you can unplug that thing turn it off and then plug it back in and then jump back into those games and like that shocked me yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's going to be really beneficial and i think even if the ps5 only has it for one game if it has it to that extent i'll be okay but i do think (laughs) having multiple games to be able to switch on that like that's a thing where i play fall guys Fortnite, tetris effect and like a couple story games in any given week to not have to load into tetris effect and then fall guys every single time like at least yeah. just to the main menu to have that just back there that'll be a really nice like just quality yeah. of life benefit. and then i mean we always for the people that do play online games we always have that waiting for group moment where your friend mm-hmm. is taking forever to get on right why not while we're in a group setting if, if it if it allows it if i'm able to then quick resume to go to Shishima and get a quick, <laughs> you know, find a Fox, do whatever, then switch right back. I don't know if that would be possible I'll with online game, but still I would, the dream it's the dream yeah. we, we we can look forward to it and granted we only have a few more weeks um <clears throat> excuse me i don't think i mentioned yeah. at the top of the show but like as we're recording we are officially under a month until the launch of the ps5 so it is it is almost here it is almost a real thing um so better come up 500 dollars real fast yeah gotta uh, lock in those pre-orders <laughs> that's right <laughs> cry face sorry i'm to those who did not oh i'm sorry <laughs> i am sorry i am sorry for those I, that must have really sucked yeah, it is hopefully something that can open back up as we uh, get through the year. I'll say this. The PS4, I know, was hard to pre-order. I pre-ordered one on Amazon the week it came out. So maybe there's hope for you with the PS5. Yes. And uh, make friends with your GameStop employees because sometimes they will message you when all of a sudden they decide to just set up releases. That's a Pro good tip. Call. PS6, let you know. Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Moving on from that, though, I did want to briefly mention in this sort of like breakdown of new info about the the save states and everything, they did tease that the ga- there will be a game hub that uh, your PS4 library will show up and on the PS5 again. They've said there's going to be like a big overhaul to the PS5 UI. It's something we still don't know about. I'm really excited to see it. At this point, 
do we think we are going to get a big breakdown of it before launch or do you think it is going to be something they legitimately wait until like eve of launch or like launch day to let people just experience for the first time because it feels weird to not know at this point yeah well and there's no consistency there's been no consistency (laughs) with with the way that 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 sony has delivered any of its big uh messaging points it's all been like okay this is oh we're gonna do it like this we're gonna do it like this there's no sort of like through line um so i you know i honestly don't know i mean i would like i would like there to be a video that would be cool it's not going to change my mind of course this this late in the game um and it's UI, UI can be, you know, updated. Um, but I, I, I honestly don't know. There's no sort of like basis of comparison anymore. Like the whole, the whole, as I've said over and over again, the whole sort of rollout of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X to it, to a lesser degree, is just being like tumbling down a hill. I have no idea uh, <laughs> what's coming next, which direction we're going to go in. Um, it would be nice. Uh, who knows? Yeah, if you had asked me a week and a half ago if Sony, if I thought Sony was going to like dismantle an entire PlayStation Five on a table in a white room before the launch, like I would be like, no, I do not think they're going to do that. What are you crazy? So I I agree with Lucy. I don't really know, like I can't guess. I I wouldn't be surprised if the UI was some of those things where it's like once people started getting them in their hands, like for reviews or like media YouTubers, that sort of thing, like they just let them show that stuff off at some point. I think we'll see it ahead of release. I don't think that it's going to be like launch day that we start seeing UI, but <laughs> be yeah, like Jeff Keighley, Je- a, a Jeff Keighley right. tweet, right? That's right. how we're going to see okay. it. Like he'll be, he'll be honestly, like, oh, by the way, by the way, this is the UI. Honestly, we might in a couple of days uh, have a, a guy with a, who wears a cape might reveal the UI. Who knows? Right. You know, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For for those who missed it, there was a Burger King tweet uh, last night as we're recording two days by the day this show airs uh, of the king himself uh, opening a Burger King bag and uh, the a blue glow emitting from it and what we assume is the startup noise for the PS5. Uh, emanating from it. Uh, this is a noise that was also heard in the June event uh, for the PlayStation 5 reveal showcase. It was uh, an Easter egg that was in there as part of the like possible UITs. That's maybe the most we've seen of the UI, but it was, that chime and that noise was heard there. And that was heard there again. Uh, there have been some reports apparently that it is just pointing to a sweepstakes to give away a PS5. There's been like a poster that leaked from a Burger King employee, as PlayStation 5 leaks <laughs> often do. Um, but so it might just be that they might tie it into seeing more. But it is so weird where we live in a world where conceivably the Burger King might reveal the UI. And that doesn't feel that weird. I like, have is is i didn't know i like burger king in new zealand in australia it's just a chain actually in australia it's called hungry jacks um but yeah but there's no no there's no there's no sort of like mass there was never no there was no like royalty there was no like puppet or 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 whatever he is very (laughs) like really unnerving little dude like really (laughs) freaky little guy um, I didn't realize that there was an actual sort of like Burger King King. And it was only through this PlayStation 5 business that I realized that there was like a little, like a little monarchy. Like there was like a little dude with a staff and a, and a crown and he runs the Burger King kingdom. And I do not like him. I do not like him. <laughs> That's no, the thing. Sure. I don't think, I don't even think Burger King likes the king. Like they know how creepy he is. 
And I think they oh, yeah. played into that. Like that's been part of the marketing is that, hey, the king oh, is yeah. really creepy. You should buy the burgers to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> We're holding your PlayStation hostage now. You have to buy the burger if you want your PlayStation. Yeah. That's what happened. Also, I'm, just, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. Oh, no. He's also known as the Snake King. Oh, it's just like, so dude, like I creeping this, around looking through your windows. Yes. So I wrote I wrote this in the doc <laughs> primarily because I wrote Burger King is cahoots with the PS5 because. If you remember last generation, there was a huge queue, and obviously uh, Xbox teamed up with Burger King and made yeah. games. They yeah. made a game called The Sneak King. They made, yeah. obviously, The Racer and The, the Mill Thing. I just thought that this was the biggest team switch since Call of Duty exclusivity for because <laughs> <laughs> they, they basically took them over. But yeah, absolutely. Um, one last the thing. I, did, inspired, man. <laughs> I have one little silly story. This is totally unrelated. Well, it's very small, so don't get mad at me in the comments. Someone mailed me this. I'm not showing the address, obviously. And I was like, what the hell? My name's on this. It turns out it's from my uh, grandpa's uh, wife, not my grandmother. Sorry, Dolly. Um, but I was surprised. Like she what, listens. Yeah, she listens. Uh, I was like, what? What is this? I haven't talked to her in forever. And then all of a sudden, this was in the mail. That's always in there. No message. It's just Burger King coupons, and that's huh. all it is. And I'm like, she worked for Big Burger King. Like I, I don't know. For BK, I, Ben King. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pepe Sylvia. That's a conspiracy. man. He snuck, he snuck that in my mailbox. He wants me a PS5. Just saying. He he snuck into your family. This is a whole big conspiracy. <laughs> I I can't wait for Mario, this. Mario, is drama. it the Burger King is, is Dolly? Because, Mario, is it because your grandma and I had family members do this and it's so, I love it so much. Is it because your grandma knows what you do and knows that you're really passionate about gaming and PS5 and she like, under, and she saw the ad? the Burger King ad. And so she sent you a little something in order to connect. I like to believe that, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, cause otherwise uh, it's a little odd, isn't it? <laughs> I, uh, well, she probably heard that I like quit my day job to do this. So yeah. So that's probably why that's probably, yeah, that, that sounds more legit. Yeah. When, when, okay. when you quit a job, coupons can't hurt. So I understand. <laughs> no, not at all. Don't um, so yeah, I, in addition to the Burger King, uh, possibly being the new uh, Jeff Keighley of the PlayStation world uh, and everything else going on with the, the recent PlayStation information. I did want to briefly mention, as Tom had suggested, uh, a, a man broke apart a PlayStation 5 on a, a white table. Uh, we got a PS5 teardown, and this was something that I think Mark Cerny had even talked about way back in March, that like a teardown was going to come. People were really looking forward to this. It was a thing they did with the PS4. Um, there's some fun comparison shots of the PS4 to PS5. Um, I did want to sort of ask the room in general, and Mario, I can start with you. Like, Did, did the teardown, I guess, tell you anything surprising about the ps5 or really unexpected about the ps5 or and its design um i i think for me at least the biggest takeaway is that like oh my god sony is so sick of people calling the ps4 a jet engine that this thing is built to never be called a jet engine even though it's the size of no for sure <laughs> i am a big fan of the big fan that they ripped out of that thing that thing is <laughs> massive uh as you know someone who has a pc the you know the fans are kind of small because i like what cool because it's awesome cool but the fact that that thing needs something to cool that jet engine, I'm happy that this hopefully will be the quietest PS4 I've ever had. Um, I'll say the PS Pro that I have, pretty decent. I don't hear it. But then again, it's right, right under the television. The TV's blasting. So even, even so, still, the quieter, the better. I don't need to hear that. I need to be focusing on the 3D audio that's going to be pumping in my ears on the, on, the, on the headphones. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, 
it's cool that we were able to see all the like actual intricate parts and for them to do that. I actually find that kind of interesting. The thing that I think that made me less scared and I've, I've been scared of it even this generation is about expandable storage. The fact it looked easy this time around, I was totally terrified of even any, I mean, all it is is you pull the thing and you unscrew stuff. I don't, I, from what I saw, it, it looked like you can unscrew things. I, I didn't even think, I think the memory is the memory built in and then that's expandable or is yeah. that, that's where it is. And you take it out and you put a new one in the, the SSD, the like built in SSD uh, drive okay, so with the space is built in. Like it's, I think perfect. soldered onto it. And okay. then I think you add more in. That is what I'm saying. That, that to me is like, that made me so happy. And then the fact that it is one of those like flat sticks, I'm like, just memory card that in there and I'm done. So yeah. I'm glad I had that information. So up front, because when they announced this list, sorry, when they announced this list of all these compatible drives, I'm going to be looking out for that because there's not a whole lot of space um, after so much of the UI has been taken up. God, I want to know so much about this UI. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to know. Um, Tom, Tom, I wanted to ask you for your read on the teardown, especially um, as someone who has asked you before, how do I take a screenshot of this Steam game? Some may say I'm not the most technically well-versed when it comes to computers and such. Uh, so I, I thought I would uh, queue up this question by revealing my stupidity, uh, but sort of ask you what you took away from uh, this breakdown. Yeah, no, the, I appreciated it. I didn't want my my surprise earlier to to come off as sort of like disdain or anything. I think this was really cool of them to do. Um, I wish, and this is a very weird thing to say, I wish we had another human being for scale because I want to know if that was just a very tiny man or if that's there wasn't a banana right. on the table. Right. Like we had screwdrivers and that was kind of like the most we had in terms of that. <laughs> but like uh, it is bigger than I expected it to be. Um, just to be frank, like to get that out of the way, I don't think it's like, you know, game breakingly, like this is destroying all my plans big or anything like that, but like it is bigger than I expected it to be. Um, I do agree though. I think that the, the M2 SSD thing is extremely exciting. Uh, and even people who don't care about or are intimidated by it right now will be, will understand why it is so exciting in two or three years time. Um, because, you know, the, like X Xbox and Microsoft, there was that social post that kind of threw shade at like, you know, here's how you, you change the, or expand the storage on the PS5 versus the Xbox and Xbox, it was just like slotting in a little thing. And like, it's impossible to deny the sort of usability and ease of something like that, that the Xbox has. But the fact that you'll be able to just buy any M2 SSD off the shelf and just like with really simple, basically plug in a couple things, screw in a couple things, put it in is going to ultimately be incredibly useful because it means that Sony doesn't set the price of expandable storage and it means that you can shop around. So if you want to find one that is like as SSD prices just traditionally you know go down and down and down over time these technologies get easier and easier to make the the you know it, it just that's what happens is memory price goes down over time so whereas microsoft is going to be able to control the price at all times of their expandable storage and you have to go through them to do that yes the the, the playstation 5 is not going to be quite as easy to expand its storage but you're going to have all the choice in the world about exactly how much memory you want to buy, what brand you want to buy, the price that you get it at, if you can get it on a sale, like all that stuff is going to be so much easier to deal with for like 
what in my eyes is, and I'm biased because I've built PCs, but like in my eyes is the very simple process of like basically just having to unscrew a couple screws. Like that's, I think, really encouraging to me. Yeah, and that's definitely something I think people who may have done that on the PS4, they're no stranger to that process. Sure. It won't won't really be too big of a change of pace for people who are, you know, upgrading to the PS5. Um, Lucy, was there anything from the teardown in particular that struck you about the system you're going to get, whether it was the size or the internals or any of it? Um, Because I have one other thing that I wanted to mention, but I was curious. I mean, you already mentioned it, but I, you know, my, this is my PS4 Pro when it was playing Last of Us Part 2. It was like, ah, like that, like the whole time. Like, it was like, it was like, this is not meant to be inside me. I cannot cope with this. And it was, you know, like it, it, it played fine and everything, but like the noise was just so, so um, disturbing. Like it's like, oh, technology is not meant to, to make that noise. Something's like, it's it's not happy. Something's gone on. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm I'm really stoked with that giant fan. I do yeah. want a, a, a quiet console. Um, I recognize it. Of course, that is why a big reason why the thing is so big. Um, but you know, I've maintained that I like its stupid home car, uh, aesthetic. So, um, I like the way it looks too. Yeah. I, 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 do, I, I like it. It's goofy. It's, it's kind of silly and, and futuristic. Um, there was this show that I grew up with called beyond 2000 that I grew up with in New Zealand. It was like, this is what the future is going to look like after the year 2000, which was as far as like anyone could comprehend. And everything kind of looks like the PS5, you know, on that show, like everything was like, it had fins, like it was all it was sort of <laughs> neon and, 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 and racing stripes. And the, the PS5 really taps into that. So no, I mean, you know, I, I I love what Tom is saying. I think that I, I'm I'm not tech savvy enough to to sort of do that kind of research myself. I'm really looking forward to someone else telling me what kind of expandable storage <laughs> I should be buying. Um, but yeah, all in all, like I, I it was it was a cool look into the guts of something that uh, I think is going to improve on 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 the PS4 in in, in big ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I do want to say, in terms of the you know the look of it and everything, I, I saw a lot of people goofing and this was another thing speaking to the like here's how you do expandable storage they also did that with like here's how you turn the xbox series x on its side um in compared to the ps5 because the ps5 does have a specific stand that you do have to like you know unscrew a little thing to you know be able to get in place um i will say one i think the series x looks kind of terrible on its side i like i get the look of it uh, when it stands normally i think it looks like solid and like the, yeah. the green on top i think looks good i think it just looks like a weird log when it's on its side um like a big power brick it fell over like it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's the power brick from like the 360 era right exactly you know, yeah. like I love it looking like the 2001 monolith. That's awesome. But yeah. It looks like a power brick once you just knocked it over. Had one too the, many. The power brick is the thing I hid from my TV. Exactly. Um, but the thing with the PS5, I will say like one, I, I forget who tweeted this, but the really good point of like, it's not like we're going to be switching the stand on the PS5 every other day to yeah. be like, this is not going to be some crazy complicated process we go through all the time. You're going to decide what it looks like in your house. If you move, you might change it. Otherwise, it's fine. I really like the ingenuity one that they're putting the sand as a like thing that you just get with the system. Cause often you have to buy those things separately. So I'm glad it's being included, but also too, that they designed it with like, here's the little slot that the screw goes in and it clicks into place and like gets held there. And it's like just a nice little bit of design that they thought through of like, here's a problem that arises because of the way we designed it. How do we solve it? And they made it, I think pretty user-friendly. No, that was that the was first actually PlayStation yeah. with a stand, right? Like I, I'm pretty sure no, the PS2 that s- comes with slim. Oh, had, yeah. had a stand, right? Like yeah, a little you, circle. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember buying buy that separately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You had to you buy, had to buy it separately. separately. 
Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I'm, I'm actually happy of the way that thing designed. I just hope they put that ingenuity in the battery life of the PS5 controller. So me too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, but also <laughs> speaking to your uh, thing, Lucy, about it looking like what people thought the year 2000 would look like. It just it glows in random places. The DualShock can like light up differently depending on what you're playing. I do really love that the system is essentially like what we all thought the future should li- look like. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to make it happen and see how it goes. Yeah, um, I'm down. Xenon I 21st do, century console. I'm into it. I'll, I'll take that. If there's a Xenon skin for those fins. <laughs> I, and I will say the fins that they come off so easily, the like sides of the console, I think means we're going to get a lot of like custom art that people are going to do for the the system that could be really cool. And I oh my God. Before. Like there's going to be a whole marketplace probably of, of artists who will like custom design your uh, oh size of your PS5. The, I'm already, there is going to be like some hideous, hideous oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why gotta go there? Why can't you be optimistic? The soap drink version is going to look so great. And the Mountain Dew versions. Oh, yeah. The the Burger King. The Burger King is going to be the coolest one. Exactly. Um, Before we move into what we're playing and everything along those lines, um, I I know that I think of the the usual cast here, I'm probably the most trophy focused. But Mario, are you much of a trophy hunter? Do you care about that sort of thing? Did the, the trophy level changes that they made this past week matter to you much? In terms of making my trophies look way more impressive, yes. The fact that I was like stuck at like 13 for like so long to all of a sudden be at like two something, I'm I'm happy about that. I was, you know, I was a, a trophy hunter very early on, you know, especially playing the Vita and 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 um when I started getting the PS3. But ultimately, uh I haven't been there. I honestly I feel like I feel privileged to finish a game um with the way that they're that we have services like, you know, game passes and other games, obviously, and then some you know, other things. But um, just to have the privilege to finish a game, I think is where I'm at. But yes, the fact that people are excited, like your, your, your GMs, <laughs> about his number <laughs> being big. Um, absolutely. That's so cool. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a nice change for us who felt like our number was just not quite impressive enough. Yeah. <laughs> and what but, is, why can I not pass 13 for so long? I got yeah. so many, it's so ridiculous exactly it's a, a a weird the the math is still a mystery as i put in our own show. like it's still incomprehensible how that math yeah. all comes together but at least it feels like i'll gain more progress more often sure um but yeah that's of course all the biggest playstation 5 news that i think we've seen since this show started recording i do briefly want to mention and it's still being mined um game informer put out a cover for spider-man miles morales so of course we'll be covering like any big new reveals from that on ign i don't know if anyone on the show has gotten a chance to look at it. i think mario a, l- a little bit yeah, there's um, a Daft Punk skin. It looks cool. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a 2020 suit that essentially just has a bunch of LEDs. Um, as my girlfriend pointed out to me, it has that like the S that we yes. do in grammar school. Yes, it, it does. A perfect touch. So good. Um, it's so goofy. It's just like, of course, a kid's <laughs> going to put that on their suit. Um, we saw some of the suit design. There's some descriptions of some of the games, the story stuff that I don't want to go into spoilers of for people who want to preserve that. But um, there will be more details and interviews with Insomniac ahead of launch. So obviously we'll be covering that stuff as anything big breaks from it. But it definitely seems like they are very cognizant of like the initial reaction that, oh, this is just an expansion to Spider-Man. And they're trying to really at least tell us now and we'll see when we play the game that this is supposed to be a new entry in the franchise like don't think of this as dlc 2.0 like this is a a new game that they're really focusing on so we'll see if that's true of course when we get to play it but i know that is one we're all definitely looking forward to uh of course it's gonna be a few weeks till we can play that so uh in the meantime i was curious what everyone has been playing or what you've all been up to uh mario i thought we'd start with you as our guest yeah i mean i i still playing avengers still trying to rank up my captain america i know i've brought that game up a lot these days um 
I had to take a break of Ghost of Tsushima because I felt that I was putting more hours than that than I was doing Persona 5 Royal. And I thought that was a problem. Um, so I just mainlined the game. So I skipped sort of like, I, well, I didn't skip. I did two islands. I liberated two islands. But still, the game is still so much. Tony Hawk, obviously, I've been dealing my time because I can't stop playing Tony Hawk. Um, there are obviously some other games I've been playing um, on my phone because of uh, xCloud. So that's also been cool, too. But uh, oh, uh, Peace Walker. I've been playing Peace Walker because <laughs> oh, I've been nice. making my way through all of the uh, Metal Gear games this year. And I'm on Peace Walker. And then once I beat that, I actually have a PS3 that someone uh, loaned me has graffiti on it for some reason. I'm going to play uh, MGS4 because that's the only place I can play it. Um, so that's really what I've been doing. I've been focusing on Metal Gear. And I'm, I'm going to be playing um, Resident Evil 5, finishing Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 7 uh, this month because of spooky times. Nice. Yeah, yeah. O- always a good month for that stuff. Uh, That's right. And yeah, uh, MGS4 only being on PS3 is just another one of those reminders of like, I know we're never going to get what Xbox has when it comes to backward compatibility, but like, man, that's a big exclusive you think they would have ported <laughs> at some point to the PS4. But, I wanted to believe that MGS moves news earlier of just like remasters and ports for later seasons, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, maybe one day. I'm glad that you're playing Peace Walker because it's so good. That's yeah. such a great game. It's such a, I mean, it's not underappreciated because people love it i think it's one possibly greg miller's favorite game of all time or it was once upon a time <laughs> i don't um, know that. i don't trust that man anymore because now he says <laughs> god of war i don't i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> um it's great it's it, it it's just a like a really it that that hooked me in deep does it like does it stand up these days i mean it's definitely it's funny because i i like i said i did two and three and now mm-hmm. I'm in Peace Walker, which I was like, oh, it's going to be like those. And not necessarily. And it's definitely because if I'm not mistaken, it was a PSP game originally. I'm playing it on uh, 360 backwards compatibility on my Xbox, which, by the way, does that work with uh, game, uh, xCloud? That's annoying. Um, or, I'm sorry, their streaming thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, uh, I still think I've had such a blast playing these games and the ingenuity of what you can do in the games. The cutscenes being sort of this like mix of like motion graphic uh, comic book art. You know, just hearing the voice, just you know, say Middle Gear. I've said Middle Gear on two shows now. This is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm falling in love. I, I said this also before that I, I'm sad that the games that I, f- I think is my game of the year are games that came out 20, 20 years ago <laughs> because Middle Gear Solid <laughs> 3 is like fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm still in the middle of Peace Walker. I'm really excited to get through it and maybe multiplayer. You want a multiplayer? We can multiplayer. No, I'm just kidding. um yeah that's a series i sadly have not caught up on and was sort of hoping there would be like a ps4 collection of it but maybe i'll just have to deal with uh, xbox back compatibility at this point um tom what about you what have you been playing i know you've been obviously like busy on and off with reviews and everything but uh what have you been recently diving into i've been diving into a bunch of different stuff especially with the steam autumn festival going i've been tying like a million billion demos for games that aren't out yet um i've been playing to be frank and this game is not on ps4 yet but uh hades a ton because i'm really into hades right now and ideally i can't imagine that game won't come to some sort of sony and microsoft console at some point given how popular it's been and how successful it's been so whenever that does finally make its way to whatever ps4 ps5 you know ps vita whatever it might be uh keep an eye out for it one thing I have been playing a little bit of on PS4 is Genshin Impact. Um, I haven't been playing as much as like some people I know, but uh, yeah, I've been dipping into it here and there on PS4, and it's 
really fun. <laughs> it's like really <laughs> shockingly fun and uh, really, really it's completely free is the part that I keep reminding everyone and you won't hit any sort of feeling like you need to be spending money on microtransactions for like at least a few dozen hours into the game. Um, That's awesome. Our, our own Travis or freelancer, Travis North, Travis Northup is reviewing it for us. And he said he spent like to, to like finish it complete, like all the story quests are in it uh, was like 120 hours. It took wow. him and he did that completely without spending a dime on the game, which is pretty amazing to think about. Um, yeah, it's just really, like, surprisingly fun because, you know, it's so easy to be like, it's just a Breath of the Wild clone. But the most exciting thing about it to me is that you can you make a party of four characters um, and each character has like a different elemental affinity and abilities and all this stuff. And you literally can swap in the middle of combat just by pressing a button and you swap to a different one. So the combat's really dynamic because you can do these things where you like are attacking with like a water based character, which gets the enemy wet. And then you hot swap really fast to a lightning character and like shock them for a bunch of damage. Or you can hot swap to like a cryo character and freeze them instead. And so there's all this these like combos and choices. There's like over 20 playable characters you can get. And like the 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 combat's really just like very cool and very unlike a lot of other games I've played recently. Um so that's one I because it's so free, just <laughs> like really recommend people at least give a try. Yeah, one of our writers at Dual Shockers, I think wrote us like 600 no, that's 600. I'm sorry, 6,000 word review and just absolutely adores <laughs> this this game. So there's the enough in it to write that many words. It's like yeah. that big of a thing. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't I don't think the, the review's even out yet. I think he's still writing it. Um, but the <laughs> editor is editors are losing their mind. But he's such a great writer. Uh, and it's just such a wonderful dude. So yeah, I'm glad that, that people are enjoying the game quite a bit. I remember when I had to put footage up for the beta, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. I'm just gonna try my <laughs> best to write the tags. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It, um it was a game that I think when it was pretty long in the development cycle, most people are just like, oh, it's a Breath of the Wild clone because of the look yeah. and everything. But it's definitely, I think, post-launch, once people have been able to dive into it, especially because it's free, I think we've moved past that sort of like, oh, it's just a clone thing. And like, no, there's a lot here that's unique and it doesn't feel invasive with the microtransactions, which is well, always a good thing. Yeah, and like video games have at their core been based off of like borrowing and remixing old ideas. Right. Exactly. Like that is yeah. a fundamental part of games. And so, like, I think there is a world where you can say both things about Genshin Impact. You can be like, yes, it 100 percent ripped Breath of the Wild stamina based climb anything. You have a glider sort of structure. It 100 percent took that from Breath of the Wild. But that does not mean that does not invalidate the new things and the interesting things that it also brings to that formula and that base. Totally. Yeah, it's um, the the history of gaming is tons and tons of cloning and then iterating and then figuring out what to do new. Uh, that's definitely not a, a, a new thing in the field of video games. So definitely a very good point there. Um, Lucy, I know you were saying, you know, with your new TV, you've been dipping into a lot of things. Anything in particular that you've been playing recently that, you know, stood out to you, whether it's an old game or something new? Well, no, I've, I, you know, I've been dipping into like everything, like like little sort of like Homer Simpson when he's at the candy, you know, the candy convention, I'd be just like, going, oh, I just want to try this. I want to see what this looks like. I want to see what this looks like. Um, so I haven't really like spent much time on any one thing, but I will say that I, I, I finally got around to playing Tony Hawk, uh, the remake, of course. And yeah. I skipped the tutorial because I was like, 
I know I've got this shit down. Like I, I used to this. play this. I, yeah. I played you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of this back in high school. Like I, I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm terrible, terrible at it. So bad. <laughs> I, like, I, you know, it was, I thought it was gonna be like muscle memory, like riding a bike. Yes. Um, but no, apparently somewhere along the way, my memory of how to ride a bike has changed. And, um, <laughs> And I need to go back and like do the tutorial because I was failing just terribly. I was going to, you know, I was going to call my girlfriend in and be like that sad old person that's like, hey, look at me play this video game that I played 14. Um, but I couldn't because I was so bad. It would have been like even more embarrassing than calling her over in the first place. So yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to gonna like, you know, do it, like go through the tutorial because I, I love it. I let the music, the soundtrack yeah. immediately took me right back yeah. and it does. It does, you know, it looks the part and obviously it does feel the part. It's just, I've completely forgotten. It's just, it's all gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Sorry, Mario. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, just let me know if there's a tro- trophy associated with it. Cause I skipped it too. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I don't need to do this. But then I played it. I was like, God, I'm atrocious. I'm not hitting barely 20,000 points. And then luckily, finally the muscle memory kicked in, you know, the MGK played on. I was like, all right, I'm going. So let's do it. Yeah. The thing, no. the thing for me is I played so much of that game when I was a kid too, but I, I got into the remake and I was like, are these rounds always this short? Yeah. Like immediately <laughs> I was like, two minutes? What? That's like over yeah. already. What are we doing here? Yeah, I remember that. And I remember obviously Free Skate and I just listened like on on uh, Tony Hawk Underworld two, or Underground 2 on Xbox, Saturday. Uh, but you could do the custom tracks. I just listened to Mars Volta and just play to, <laughs> <laughs> Underground 2. It was nuts. Yeah, th- there's a few things from like later entries that I sort of am missing as I'm playing the 1 and 2 remake. They're great remakes, but it's one of those like, yeah, I'd, I'd take a 3 and 4 remake and an Underground remake right now too oh, as well. Yes. But yeah, it's, I had that same exact reaction, Lucy, where I was like, I'll be fine at this. And then it was when I was playing the demo and I was doing so badly. And then Mitchell, our <laughs> co-worker, who and Mitchell, of course, is just phenomenal at games he's just very good at playing games yeah. and he's like how what's your highest score and i'm like oh, i don't know you know i it's, it's been a while since i logged on to it it was like an hour since i logged on but i'm like yeah it's been pretty <laughs> tough and he's like yeah i think i'm gonna crack a million on my next one i just got eight hundred thousand. i'm like oh yeah dude totally i'm at like four or five hundred thousand yeah for sure and i'm like no i'm doing so badly man but yeah it's, <laughs> it definitely is one of those things where it's, it's taking me a little while to get back into the groove of it but i'm having a fun time Totally. Like recapturing that magic, even if I'm starting off at a bad place. Yeah. Um, And I think that, I think that's, that speaks volumes to the, to the remake itself. Like I want to keep going because it does, it very immediately captures the, the vibe of the original. And, and I, I, I want to be good at it again. Totally. And um, yeah, as, as Tom had said, I am just all in on Hades. I think I've played at least like 60 or so hours of it already. It is it's yeah. the so second, good. if you don't have a switch or PC to play it on the second, it comes to PlayStation, which I presume like Tom, it will cause super giant and PlayStation have been pretty close. Yeah, go, go buy it, go buy it. It is, yeah. it is easily one of my favorite games this year. Um, yeah. Top three, like without a doubt. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally adored. I've been playing that dipped into fall guys for season two and have been enjoying the new games a bit. Um, I love that they just put in Sonic of all things. Uh, yeah. wow. Why not? Uh, just make that bean as horrifying as you can. I love it. Uh, just like the rounded Sonic design is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've been dipping into a lot of things uh, because I feel like we're about to get to the fall rush. Uh, and so I'm kind of like holding myself back from getting into anything, which is why I haven't yeah. started Genshin Impact, but I feel like maybe I should. Yeah, that's why I'm going back, man. I keep going back. Gotta go. Gotta go back. Um, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> As Jack once said about the island, so too must we about the PlayStation library. Um, anyway, 
I wanted to before we end. He he yelled, "We got to go back." It's a famous cliffhanger. I, I know what you were saying. Thank I you, just want to acknowledge it. Uh, uh, anyway, before we wrap up, a couple things um, from fans who've written into the show. Uh, this is following up on an email that first came in in August, so I apologize for the delay. I don't know where time goes. Um, but Devin wrote in, like all of you can, to be on at IGN.com on the topic, and of course, it, it is fitting for this episode of Tom's middle name. Uh, for those who have been listening for a while, I've been trying to guess Tom's middle name for quite a while. I've been very bad at it. Um, so Devin wrote in in August with a few guesses, um, and I think we just I haven't been able to address it on the show with you, Tom. All right. I'm, I'm reticent because it's not reticent. Of, it's not Tom reticent. It's Marks. not Tom reticent. Marks. Damn, that would be an interesting one, though. I'd have a lot of questions if it's yeah. if it is one of these. It brings the whole search to an end, and I have to find out another BS thing to keep uh being a question on the show a mystery to to drag viewers along season to season but anyway devin wrote in and said i wish you luck on your quest to guess tom's middle name i remember that a few months ago you guessed ronaldo and tom said you were close thus i recommend that you try some of the following names and any derivative thereof i think you're close and this is an achievement worth getting i will say a trophy worth getting but you know uh devin wrote in and here are his guesses reynolds or no. Reynolds. Nope. Ronald? No. Also, Renault. R-E-N-A-L-D, which I thought was interesting. No, I'm not an anime character, but continue. <laughs> Fair enough. Renoir? <laughs> no. Okay, the, the, that's where the, the list of guesses ends. Um, story, can I get one? Sure, but, yeah. Can I get one joke? One. Is it Tom of course. Revolver Marks? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> no, that, but yeah, because, that would be. Because the revolver always hits his marks. You know, I got to say, in the last month or so, I've also gotten uh... a couple. <laughs> I'm still going. I'm just, I'm barreling yep. past it. That's um, the beyond way. Go ahead. But, but I've gotten a couple of people tweeting at me, asking me, like, with guesses. And at a certain point, this is starting to feel like people trying to guess my, like, security question for like a website where yeah. it's like is this your middle name and also what was your first elementary school friend yeah like what, what was your pet's name and the street you grew up on oh yeah. Yeah, where exactly. did your parents first meet you know those yeah. questions uh yeah. but then devin wrote in a couple days ago and this is why i remembered it and so uh, i just had to give the guess even though he said just an update from a twitter interaction with tom so he may be one of the ones who recently asked and he was like i can confirm it is not ronald but i had to ask of course on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah um so the search not is not over off. still not far off interesting but okay you still have time to change it to revolver to say you do <laughs> yeah you can change that anytime um that's my direction is i legally change it once a month so that no one will ever <laughs> Ooh, you sneaky man um wow. i mean that's only fair uh but yes we'll have to continue the search uh another day hopefully hopefully we find it out um but before we end the show i did want to it's been a while since we've done one of these and i just want to bring a memory card story in um of course memory card was normally our weekly uh bit where we would bring a funny weird wacky random whatever story of a gaming memory from the audience you at home and we'd uh read those on the show or share some of ours as well uh mario before uh we jump into this one i'll say if you want to bring one feel free to mention one after i read the story or before if you have like a particular gaming playstation memory or just memory in general that sticks out Okay. obviously the floor is open um but i do have one and i did get permission from this person before reading it because it is a bit emotional uh and a bit serious and so just a, a quick warning for anyone who may be worried this uh story does have to deal with death um so it, it is a bit serious 
Um, but Adrian wrote in uh, a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, I thought you might like this memory card, um, both the, the game it's related to, but also it's, it's a bit of an emotional one. At the time of this writing, my father has passed away today, uh, as Adrian wrote in. It's very difficult to deal with death of those around you. This isn't the first in my family uh, that I've experienced loss with. But I have found a better way to deal with loss differently thanks to one game in particular, and that was Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, in this game, Jin Sakai and others show how death is part of life and accepting it with grace, honor, dignity, and with memories of better days, we can move on in life being stronger, gracious, honorable, dignified, and in doing so, we help maintain these qualities to pass on to future generations. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, death is as important as life. It's what defines us. And as life moves forward, you're left with only memories, but we choose to hold on to the very brief moments in life that are sad and only focus on that. But we do so as an insult to those who are lost. We must remember life and not just their death. And of course, remember those amazing memories. Um, and so this game brought uh, such, you know, deep thoughts for Adrian, especially experiencing this uh, grief and this loss. And I just wanted to, of course, convey. Um, our thoughts are with you and your family, Adrian, um, as someone who lost both of their parents when they were younger. I, um, in fact, I don't know who, if I've ever said this on the show, but actually the day I lost my mother, um, I actually wrote into, uh, beyond or game scoop. I forget which email particularly, but I wrote in, um, because when I came back from the hospital, I just listened to a bunch of IGN podcasts on that day, just to kind of have something familiar in the background to listen to. And so I wrote into the show to thank them for that. Uh, and so this, this email really struck a chord with me, Adrian. So I just wanted to say thank you for writing and being willing to share this with you. Um, we, you know, are thinking of your family. We're thinking uh, of you and keeping you in our thoughts. Uh, and we're so sorry for your loss. Um, but I, I, I wanted to share this and Adrian was okay with sharing this because I do think it's important to know that for any of you out there who want to share a memory card, like no matter the level to which you want to share it, if it's anonymous, if it's not, if you want to share something funny, something sad, whatever you want to share. And if you feel willing to do so, we're happy to bring that, um, to life in the world through the show. It, it, it means a lot to me that we're able to do that for some of you out there. So thank you to Adrian. Thank you to everyone who's been sharing. Uh, if you want to share a memory card story, you can write into beyond at IGN.com. Please write memory card in the subject line. It always helps me to sift through my emails, especially this time of year. A lot is happening, so it always helps uh, keep track of those, but we're happy to read them. Uh, we've had everything from, you know, experiencing loss to someone finding a way to sell a lot of copies of an old PlayStation 1 game back to a KB Toys, I believe. Uh, we've had a lot of weird, funny uh, stories as well. So whatever the tenor of the story you want to tell is, please feel free to share it with us and we'll read them on the show. Um, yeah. Mario, obviously a bit of a jump, whether you have something happy or sad or want to share or not at all, you're, well, you're welcome to, but I, I, I actually have something similar to that, but I'm going to go a different direction. Cause I okay. want that to be theirs, but in terms of, I guess I'll go silly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so obviously I've been talking about how much I've been playing metal gear. Now I'm finally going to be playing metal gear solid Four. the biggest joke is I used to work at GameStop. That's actually how I kind of got my start in really focusing on video games for the last several years. Got to E3, got to meet Lucy. It was wonderful. Um, the story obviously is my friend was a huge Metal Gear fan. Lo loves Metal Gear. His name's Frank Villagomez. He'll probably love the shout out. Um, and the biggest prank that I pulled was at the time, Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, was like 40 cents at GameStop. I bought 15 copies of Metal <laughs> Gear Solid 4 and I left it in places that I, he was not expecting. I left it at his home. I left it in his mailbox. <laughs> I left it all over his place of work, which he worked right next to me at Verizon, where I ended up ended up for the last several years. So the fact that I was able to do that and now to come full circle with the fact that 
crap now i like metal gear 2 so now (laughs) and i have to ask him to borrow a copy of one of the 15 copies that he has he says he has only two left i I don't believe him so (laughs) coasters i love that i love that it reminds me of that guy who gradually (laughs) replaced his parents entire dvd collection with copies (laughs) of adam sandler's click oh yeah oh That's a, amazing. A perfect internet story. One of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, but thank you, Mario, for sharing that. And thank you, Adrian, as well, for writing in. Again, please write in to beyond at IGN.com. Uh, if you have questions, comments, feedback, whatever, please write in to beyond at IGN.com and we'll uh, address that stuff on the show as we go forward, especially as we get into the crazy weeks of uh, PS5's launch. So it should, should be pretty fun. Uh, before we wrap up, just briefly want to say, uh, anyone has anything they want to plug that they've been working on recently? Uh, Mario, of course, I'll open up to you first. Where can people check out your work? Uh, yes. Well, if you want to connect with me, because that's what's been happening a lot this week, I am at that Mario Rivera. If you think I'm interesting and would like to leave me a follow, I very much appreciate it. Um, I do... All primarily my work is at youtube.com slash dual shockers. If you want to see some reviews, uh, discussions like this, if you like the way I talk, I'm trying to put as much input on that as well, as well as creating other fun projects and bringing in things. And, and of course this week, tomorrow, actually we're doing, um, a video from, uh, Peter hunt, uh, spit tech who did an excellent job of the 13, you know, student PlayStation studio. So very specific this is for you audience please check it out at dual shockers um i'm also on twitch now i'm trying to gain that up because i don't know if you heard i'm unemployed now i'm just doing online (laughs) stuff uh so if i can get twitch subs that'd be great so i'm trying to get that process rolling but ultimately yeah i'm i'm here i'm on the internet and uh i do video editing as well so hit me up on twitter yeah but i'm i'm that mario vera and beyond I got to say it. That's all I just wanted to be. Of course. Of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll have one more shot at the end as well. Uh, Tom, anything you want to plug in particular from recent stuff you've been working on? Uh, not at the moment. I uh, I reviewed Star Wars Squadrons last, which uh, has PSVR support. And if you like PSVR, I would definitely check out that review because it's a it's a pretty it's a made a much better game in VR. So and I played the entire thing uh, with a flight stick and throttle that works on playstation 4 so uh for that game so yeah if you're curious about that sort of experience go check out my review of star wars squadrons otherwise i'm at tom r marks on twitter and uh, of course you can ask tom for both uh opinions on flight sticks and what his middle name is uh and lucy <laughs> anything else from uh the feature side of the world that you want to promote anything you've been working on I mean, God, everything. Uh, If you're enjoying our feature content on uh, IGN, uh, we've got a whole lot more coming up. Uh, We're covering, obviously, the next-gen launch in various very exciting capacities. Uh, We have our best of coming up, which is insane because we're in October now. Um, So that's hitting in December, and we've got a whole bunch of looking back at the year that was and looking forward to the year that will be as we uh, wind up the year, which is crazy to say out <laughs> loud, but there you have it. It's been a year. Otherwise, you know, I, I'm, I'm at, at the obvious places on Instagram and Twitter at Luce O'Brien. Uh, and I'm, of course, at JM Dornbush on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can go uh, follow me there uh, as we get into the crazy world of uh, PS5 launch. I do want to briefly mention I previewed uh, last week the Pathless and Bug Snacks. I played them on PC, but they are PS5 launch titles. So if you want to see what I thought of playing both of those, 
those previews, both video and written, are up on IGN and YouTube.com slash IGN, so you can check those out. And of course, uh, Next Gen Console Watch, our weekly uh, Xbox series and PS5 show on IGN. It's up every Friday. Um, you know, we've been doing it all year long, and now we're finally into the final week, so there's so much to talk about and cover on that show each week, and it's been a lot of really great, fun discussion, so definitely go check that out as well. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Beyond Episode 670. Thank you so much to Lucy and Tom for joining me, and thank you to Mario, especially for joining us as a guest on the show. It was such a blast to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciated it. Absolutely. Have me back anytime, guys. Anytime. We will. Uh, and thank you, of course, to Red, our producer, uh, for making the show run so smoothly. Thank you for all that you do for the show. Uh, and thank you to everyone watching and listening at home. Uh, we hope you're safe. We hope you're well. And as always, beyond. 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 Beyond! Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm, not she. They, maybe? W- wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? Every night.